0: Good morning. Beautiful day, is not it? I may I look? My microphone may be a little too hot there, just a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you probably see our title where we're going already this morning. Attitude. How many of y'all have an attitude? Only half of you on now. Everybody has an attitude. It can be good or it can be bad, but we all have an attitude. An attitude, your attitude determines your altitude, your spiritual altitude. I don't know if you knew this or not, but your attitude determines your own well-being, how healthy you will be. Did you know that your attitude determines your wealth as well? Did you know attitude determines your financial altitude? Did you know that your attitude determines your relational altitude, how good your marriage is, how good your family is, how good your business is? Attitude affects everything around you. And lots of times people have no clue about that. And it don't really matter. You know, it's just my attitude. You know, my I was way like, my mama had a bad attitude, my daddy had a bad attitude, and my dog had a bad attitude, and therefore I got a bad attitude. That don't cut it. It really doesn't. So what I want to talk about this morning is, is attitude, how it, uh, let me see if I can get my nose all squared away here, how it affects your altitude. And that I'm talking about in every area of your life. Your attitude affects it. Some people look around and they go, well, how come things are going well with him and things ain't going well with me? You know? Could have something to do with attitude. Genuinely could. It is a key component in us reaching our dreams and reaching our goals. Our attitude impacts it greatly. Genuinely does. Let's see here. It is the advanced man of our true selves. Its roots are inward, but its fruit is outward. It is our best friend or our worst enemy. It is more honest and more consistent than our words. It is an outward look based on past experiences. It is the thing which draws people to us. Or repels them from us. It is never content until it is expressed. It is the librarian of our past. It is a speaker of our present. It is a prophet of our future. What is it? Our attitude. Our attitude impacts our life in ways that you never imagined or never dreamed, never even known. But it does. It impacts your life in dynamic kinds of ways. You know, attitude is also related to flying. Now, Bill Adams, a good friend of ours, he's with Jesus now, had told me this years and years ago. And I began to research it and found out how true it really is. You know, there's a attitude indicator, you know, uh, it's a device that's used on aircraft, an attitude indicator. Wouldn't that be nice if all of us have an attitude indicator? You can look at and go, oh, my attitude's bad. Okay, I'll make some adjustments to it, you know? But an attitude indicator, it alerts the pilot of the aircraft's orientation, you know, in, in, in regards to the Earth's horizon. And to be honest with you, an, an attitude indicator can help us to determine whether we're climbing, or whether we're climbing too steep and we're going to stall, an attitude indicator can can help us to figure out, are we going to reach our destination or crash? (laughs) See, even in an airplane, there's an attitude indicator, and I am telling you, attitude determines your altitude. As a plane, but in your spiritual relationship, your physical, your financial, your relational relationships... Attitude will determine how successful you will be, how high you go in those areas, and, and to reach your full potential. In a hot air balloon and and helium balloons, you know you can change your altitude in a helium balloon or a hot air balloon because you know what happens. And there's some people who've tried to go around the world, and there are people who've traveled thousands, tens of thousands of miles in these balloons and all, but when you go up in the air, you can't really steer them. So whichever way the wind's blowing, that's the way you go. And if you choose, you can uh, drop down and catch a cross current that's blowing in a different direction. And that's the way you control those things, you know. Uh, Let me see here. In those helium balloons, they have something like this. What is that? That's a ballast. That's a bag of sand. You understand that? That weighs it down, you know. And uh, if they want to, to go higher, what do they do? They throw out some... I really shouldn't mess up the stage, right? (laughs) John, somebody help you clean it up, okay? (laughs) But that's what they do. You throw out some weight, and and you gain altitude. There's treetops up there, maybe a mountain peak and all, and you throw out some sand. You throw out some weight that's holding you down. Maybe you shoot a little helium into that thing, and you, you gain altitude. You know, that's just the way it is. You know, it's, and it's high time, to be honest with you, you and I change our attitude from a defeatist. You know, a, a mentality that's just like gloom and despair and agony on me, you know, that, that we're stuck in this low-lying mosquito, malaria, snake-infested swamp. There's some people who have that mentality. When you could have a victorious attitude that I'm scaling these beautiful, scenic, majestic mountain peaks. You can gain altitude if you want to. It's your choice. Genuinely, it is your choice. And everybody has an attitude. That's for sure. Let me read you something here. I'll my glasses to read this. When I look at a patch of dandelions, do you know what dandelions are? I see a bunch of weeds that are going to take over my yard. Kids see flowers for mom and white fluff that you can puff on and make a wish. When I look at a drunk and he smiles at me, I see a smelly, dirty person who probably wants money Kids see someone smiling at them, and they smile back. When I hear music that I love, I know I can't carry a tune, and I don't have much rhythm, so I sit self-consciously and listen. Kids feel the beat, and they move to it. They sing the words, and if they don't know them, they make up words. When I feel wind on my face... I brace myself against it. I feel it messing up my hair, pulling me back when I walk. Kids close their eyes and spread their arms, and they fly with the wind until they fall to the ground laughing. When I pray, I say thee and thou and grant me this and give me that. Kids say, hi, God. Thanks for my toys and my friends. Please keep the bad dreams away tonight. Sorry I don't want to go to heaven yet. I miss mommy and daddy too much. When I see a mud puddle, I step around it. I see muddy shoes and clothes and dirty carpets. Kids, sit down in the puddle. They see dams to build and rivers to cross and worms to play with. I wonder if we are given kids to teach or to learn from. No wonder God loves little children so much. You you, you see, there's some different attitudes there. Same situation. Somebody's got a positive attitude. Somebody's got a negative attitude. It genuinely is a choice. It really is. You know, there was a man. He stopped to watch a, a little league, you know, baseball game. And he asked one of the youngsters there. He said, Well, what's the score? And look, the guy said, We're losing 18 to nothing. And the guy said, Well, I must say, you don't seem to be too discouraged about it. And the little kid said, Why should I be discouraged? We're not up to bat yet. <laughs> I like his attitude. He chose a positive attitude. Some people would say, Well, I'm just going on home because we've already lost the game. It is a choice. And your attitude determines your altitude in every aspect and walk of life. Genuinely, genuinely does. It says here in Romans eight thirty seven. it says, no, despite all these things, and this is talking about Murphy's Law. You remember Murphy's Law? Everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Have you all ever experienced that, even if you didn't know it? everything that can go, wrong, can go wrong. You know, this past Friday, Susan and I and, and the family, we went camping for a couple of days this past week. And uh, I have been to a lot of different mechanics trying to get some work done on my, my car. I hear this little noise. They did a little something. I said, no, that's not. And I've, i tried to convince them I have a problem in my rear end, the, the differential there, you know, and, oh, yeah, it's not that, it's just this and it's that and all, oh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, on the way home from the campground, you know, when I turned out about two miles from the campground, I made this terrible grinding sound, <laughs> you know, like metal, metal and all, and I'm thinking, we should just drop the camper off at the campground, but they were full. They were overbooked and they, they wouldn't let us leave in there, and I tried to get home and, anyhow. So I evaluated the situation. I got in this big parking lot I said, it's only making this noise when I'm turning sharp. So maybe it's just the uh, positive traction clutch things or whatever and all. But anyhow, time I got home, I decided to take it on home. Time we got home, we was about eight miles from the house. It sounded like somebody threw a bucket of rocks and bolts into a wood chipper. (laughs) That was my differential. You know, it's rear end of the car the back tires go into the little thing there and just like grinding big chunks of metal which proceeded to shear off my drive shaft which proceeded to pour all kinds of transmission fluid out of the transfer case and it was high traffic just got off of the interstate got onto this little road there 8 miles from the house and it's just like oh. you know hot transmission fluid is squirting out underneath the car Drive shaft's gone, you know. But we drove on home anyhow, you know. It's four-wheel drive, so the front tires are still working. You know, I had a choice, and I'm going to be honest with you. What What is our natural tendency to do? Because that's going to be a expensive fix, you know. What's your tendency? Oh, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> tendency is... Uh, COMPLAIN! <laughs> yeah, we were, I was telling them, We were pulling a camper. And so that didn't help. And I have a very steep driveway, you know, which I couldn't get up the driveway with. I knew that because the camper's on the back of the car. It's lifting up the front. You don't have much traction. So I had to park it at this little store about four miles from the house and bring our other car and hook it on and take it there and then drive back nice and slow and gingerly with the front-wheel drive because I don't know if there's any fluid in there. Anyhow, I'll be honest, I was just thankful to get back home. I was thankful to get back home. It was a choice. And see, when problems happen in your life, it is a choice. You cannot justify, well, because of this, I'm entitled to a bad attitude. No, you're not. I'm just telling you. Listen to what it says here. It says in Romans 8, 37, no, Despite all these things, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. Overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. No matter if you've tore up the, the uh, differential and the drive shaft and the transfer case, no matter, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. No matter if you, didn't, you couldn't pay the bill this week, no matter. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 21 says, Since you have heard all about him, and you have learned the truth that it's in Jesus, throw off your old evil nature and your former way of life, which is rotten through and through, full of lust and deception. It says... Throw off your old evil nature. Your old evil nature, your former way of life. Throw it off. What's going to happen when you get rid of that weight? You're going to gain altitude. You're going to gain altitude. And we need to throw off that old, bad, negative, sinful attitude so we can gain altitude. Because if you throw off the bad attitude, you're going to end up with a good attitude, and you're going to gain altitude in your relationship with God, your family, your health, your wealth, and everything that regard, relates to you. You're going to reach your full potential. You're going to reach your dreams and your goals. And I'm telling you, if this will work genuinely, it affects your life. Sometimes you go, well, how come? Never knowing that your attitude That is the cause of your low altitude you want to be an overcomer and get over those obstacles but you keep bumping into them but it's because of attitude genuinely yes you know uh when you sign up for the military and i know in regards to the marines because of our son's a marine we got several other marines here in our congregation when you get down there to paris island and you get off of that bus you know you you, you you get just the, the issue, you know, the basic issue. If you bring anything from home, you lose it. You throw it out or they save it for you for when you retire one day, maybe, or something, or another. But you get the same that everybody else has. You get basic issue. Even the haircuts. It don't matter how much hair you have when you get there. Everybody gets the same haircut. And this is what happens. They ask you when you sit down in a chair, cause the haircut takes three seconds. They say, do you have any moles or warts or anything protruding from your head? And you say, no, those things are sharp. And if you didn't tell them the truth, well, your mold has been dealt with already. You know, it's cut <laughs> off. You got the same hairdo, the same clothes, you got basic issue. And you have to leave all the other stuff behind so you can become a part of a lean, mean, war-fighting machine. That's just the way it is there. And for you and I to make spiritual improvements, financially, relationally, whatever, in our altitude, we've got to throw some stuff off that we don't need no more. What is the basic issue that God is dealing with us, dealing out to us, you know? So, um... It says in verse 23, now he just got through saying throw off the old evil nature. Verse 23 says, instead, there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and what? Attitudes. Have you ever saw that maybe you needed a spiritual renewal in the way you think? You maybe got some stinking thinking? And maybe, have you, have you ever noticed other people's attitudes sometimes stinks? Have you noticed that? It 's usually easier to notice in other people, you know. <laughs> it's usually easier to notice somebody else's breath is bad, but you don't notice your own. You know what I'm saying? And it's easy to recognize somebody else has got a bad attitude, but then you don 't recognize your own. That happens sometimes. that 's just the way it is. But he says here, "There must be a spiritual renewal of whose of your thoughts and attitudes, just like a physical renewal can take place. Let's just say that you haven't really been doing what you should do, so you, you change and you choose a very healthy diet where you all get all good kind of vitamins and essentials, this and that, and all into your diet. And you're, you're doing a little bit of a workout every day. Oh, you're breathing fresh air. You're doing what you're supposed to do. And there is a physical renewal. You understand the word renewal. How many of you of some kind, don't matter what kind it is, but have some kind of insurance? What do you have to do periodically? Renew it. What happens if you don't renew your insurance? It lapses. You're no longer covered. Does that make sense? See, so you gotta renew it if you want to be covered, to have the blessings to cover in case something happens. Well, the Bible says there must be a spiritual renewal of your thoughts and attitudes. Have you ever just been alone by yourself and, and said to yourself, boy, I got a stinking attitude today, don't I? You ever said that? Some of you are like, I think we need to make some adjustments and some attitudes here today. But sometimes you do recognize that. The problem is when other people are telling you that, it's hard to accept it from other people sometimes, isn't it? But he goes on to say here in verse 24, you must display in you nature. You know, when you sign up to serve at Vacation Bible Adventure, there's something that you need to display in order to get on the property because we put fences around it. What is that? A little name tag. And once you display that name tag, and usually wear a VBA t-shirt, hey, you, you get to come in and participate with all that's going on. And like your automobile, you want to drive an automobile, go wherever you want to go. You must display a license plate, you know. And I'll guarantee you if you won't make it a week, you take your license plates off of your car. You won't make it a week before you get poured over, and you're forbidden to drive it until you get license tags on there. It, right? It's just the way it is. You got to display it, not just have it but display it. And it says here, you must. It's not an option. You must display. A new nature, and that's by your attitude, because you are a new person. You're not the same person you were. You must display a new nature because you are a new person, created in God's likeness, righteous, holy, and true. And then Proverbs fourteen twenty nine says, "Those who control their anger, because see sometimes anger controls you, sometimes you control your anger." But it says those who control their anger have great understanding. If you don't control your anger, you have no understanding, you know. So those who control their anger have great understanding. Those with a hasty temper will make mistakes. Your anger and you just say something or do something or whatever, you make mistakes when anger controls you, when your temper controls you. And then he goes on to say in verse 30, a relaxed, what's that next word? A relaxed attitude. I mean an attitude that's peaceful, it's, it's calm, it's patient, it's, it's stress-free. A relaxed attitude lengthens life. And you can see it, can't you? When someone's just all got a really bad attitude. It's just like. Move over. He's going to fall down in a moment. <laughs> He's going to pop a cork, you know, or whatever it is that you pop. But you can see that ain't healthy for you. Is that right? A relaxed attitude lengthens life. Jealousy rots it away. A jealous attitude, you always, you want what somebody else has got? Oh, I wish I had one of those, you know. That kind of an attitude, it just rots life away. But he says here, a relaxed attitude, it will lengthen your life. I'm talking about altitude. Life is longer, healthier, better when you've got a relaxed attitude. Hebrews 4.12 says, for the word of God, for the word of God is full of living power. It's sharper than the sharpest knife. Yeah. Sharper than the sharpest knife. That's what the Bible says. The Word of God is full of living power and it's sharper than the sharpest knife and it cuts deep into our innermost thoughts and desires. And God's Word, it exposes us. It exposes our attitudes for what we really are. It exposes us. Well, let's see here. Oh, you know, the truth of it is we have more weight than we're willing to admit. we got to keep getting rid of it. That one's full of sand also. But this right here, you all know what this is. It exposes things. I was talking to a brother here this morning, and I was telling him about a fish I caught this past week. Nice trout on a fly rod. I was telling him how long. But you know what? This exposes the truth. You can say, that that fish is 20 inches long. Awesome. You go, 13. (laughs) Because, you know, a fisherman, there's something. I mean, fish actually grow from the time you catch them to the time you get home. (laughs) Yeah, it was about like, no, I think, uh, would you hold out your hand too? Because I'm going to need two hands to, to show you how long it was. But a tape measure exposes and you might say it was 12 inches, when really it was 16 inches. It exposes the truth. It exposes, maybe you exaggerate it and, it, and it exposes the truth. And see, that's what God's word does. It exposes us for who we are. And we're looking into God's word, and it's like, man, my attitude really stinks when compared to what God's word says. Or maybe, uh, based on this, my attitude's been pretty good. You know, it exposes us for who we are. And it says here, for the word of God is full of living power. And it's sharper than the sharpest knife, cutting deep into our inmost thoughts and desires. It exposes us for what we really are. And now the NIV translation words it this way. It says, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of our heart. God's word, it judges it. It measures it. It exposes it, you see. And he uses the word your thoughts and your attitudes, you know. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, it says, Jesus... He went on a little further. That's right before he went to the cross. And he fell face down on the ground praying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Jesus knew the the beatings he was going to have to take. He understood what it was going to be like to be nailed to a cross, to take upon him the sins of the world, to descend into hell for three days. And Jesus said, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. But he loved his father and he knew his father was good. So after he said, if there's any way, then he says, yet I want your will and not mine. What an amazing attitude that Jesus had. I trust you, father, not my will, but thy will be done. Whoever pray like that, Father, not my will. Or are we always like, Lord, I want my will to be done. My will. I want to do this, I want to do that. Lord, bless my will. Bless my plans. Instead of finding out what God's plans for you are. You find out what God's plans for you are, guess what? They're already blessed. <laughs> Genuinely. John 1633 says, Jesus is talking, says, I've told you all this, so that you may have peace. In me, in relationship to me, you may have peace in your relationship with me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrow. Jesus said, on earth, you're going to have many trials. Now, i talking about tests. How many of you ever had tests? Had a driving test? You had tests in schools? You've, You've had all kinds of tests, in particular, kinds of careers you pursued. And a test is not a bad thing. You have a test so you can be promoted to the next class. A test is not a negative thing. It's, it's for our good, so we can be advanced, you see. And Jesus said here, John 16, says, here on earth you will have many trials, tests, and sorrows, troubles. Jesus had some tests, did he not? Jesus had some trouble. Did he not? Now, let me ask you a question. Do difficulties justify having a bad attitude? Well, you know, I tore up the rear end of my car, my drive shaft, and my. So I am justified in having a bad attitude this week, right? Wrong. If I want to lose altitude, yeah. I can have a bad attitude, and I lose altitude. Everything across the board starts deteriorating and falling apart when I have a bad attitude. So difficulties do not justify a bad attitude. He says here, "Here on Earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart." The NIV uh, translation says, "Be of good cheer, be of good cheer." Be of good cheer. It's it's a choice because I have overcome the world. That's victorious, not a defeated attitude, but because I've overcome the world. You be of good cheer. When trials and and sorrows and troubles come your way, he says, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. Wow. If Jesus overcame the world, you and I can overcome as well. We we genuinely can. Let me see here. Uh, Oh, yeah. The March 1988 Rotarian tells the story of a certain organization offering a bounty of $5,000 per wolf captured alive. It turned Sam and Jed into fortune hunters. (laughs) Day and night they scoured the mountains and forests looking for their valuable prey, wolves. Exhausted one night, they fell asleep, dreaming dreaming of their potential fortune. Suddenly, they're outside, you know, in the forest. Suddenly, Sam awoke to see that they were surrounded by about 50 wolves with flaming eyes and bared teeth. And he nudged his friend and he said... Jen, wake up! We're rich. <laughs> How would you like to be surrounded by fifty wolves? Would you consider that you're rich, or your dinner? <laughs> you know, but I like the guy's attitude. I really do. We're rich, you know, because the attitude is a choice. They're gonna have to deal with them wolves one way or another. And you're going to deal with them better if you got a good attitude than if you got a bad attitude. That's just the way it is. Remember this God transforms our troubles, He genuinely does. God transforms our troubles, even tragedies, into triumph when your attitude is right. God transforms your troubles. Into triumph, that means victory, when your attitude is right. And attitude is all about a choice. You remember a few years ago, I shared with you about this farmer. And this farmer, you know, his dog fell into a an well. And the uh, farmer was looking at it a long way down there, and I had to worry to get the dog out. And he said, you know, we got water in the house now and We don't use the old well. I don't know if it would be fit to use anymore. And the dog is old and it's on his last leg. So we'll just kind of kill two birds with a single stone. He brought a big old payloader of dirt up there and he began to take shovel. And he said, I'll just bury the dog and fill up the well at the same time. So he began to take shovels of dirt and gravel shovel into the well. And the dog at first, you know, it hit the dog and he's like, you know, just barking and yelping and carrying on down there. And here comes another shovel full of dirt. And the dog was just yelping and barking and carrying on. And here comes another shovel full. And then the dog just shook off the dirt. You know, you've seen a dog when he gets wet and he shakes. He just shook off the dirt and he stepped up on top of it. Then he shook off the dirt and stepped up on top of it. Shovel after shovel of dirt and gravel came down, and he shook it off and stepped upon top of it. And he shook it off and stepped upon top of it. And he shook it off and he stepped upon top of it until he reached the top of the well and he stepped right out of the well. Now, you think about it. Is it possible when somebody throws dirt at you, you can just. Gr- cry and moan and groan and complain and, ache and and be buried in it. Or you could shake it off and step up on top of it. And the very thing that could have buried him he was like hey send more down because he was able to gain altitude because of his attitude. He got higher and higher and higher until he stepped out of the well. In his trouble become triumphant because his attitude and there will be dirt thrown at you and me. There'll be some stuff like it happens in life and you can let it bury you and maintain a horrible, rotten attitude or you can do what? Shake it off and step up on top of it and gain altitude because of your good, positive attitude. You can do that if you want to, you know, listen to what it says in the book of James. James chapter 1, verse 2 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I'm talking about you guys and gals. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity to cuss. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I I got hold on a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Let it be an opportunity for what? For joy. Trouble? Has anybody had any trouble come your way recently? He says, guys and gals, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. Whenever a shovel full of dirt comes your way, let it be an opportunity to shake it off and step up on top of it. Shake it off and step up on it, and you're gaining altitude, and you'll be out of that trouble before long if you apply these principles to your life. See, happiness is a feeling. Joy is an attitude. Think about that for a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 says, we are pressed on every side by troubles. Does that justify a bad attitude? Because you got... Trouble coming from every direction? Does it justify a bad attitude? I can't hear you. No No is the proper answer, okay? I'll ask you again. We are pressed on every side by trouble. Does it justify a bad attitude? No. No. Awesome. You, You got it. That's awesome. Fantastic, you know. We're pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. And broken. Why? Because we shake it off and step up on top of it. That's why. And he goes on in this passage, he says, We are perplexed. That means we are confused. We're bewildered. We're confounded. We're perplexed. We don't know what to do. Does that justify a bad attitude? No. Thank you. He says, We're perplexed pressed on every side by troubles but we're not crushed and broken. We are perplexed but we don't give up and quit. I like that attitude. We don't give up and quit. We'll just keep shaking it off and stepping up on it, shaking it off and stepping up on it, shaking it off and stepping up on it. He said, we are perplexed but we don't give up and quit. We're hunted down. Being hunted down. People are pursuing you. Darkness and demons are pursuing you, trying to destroy your life. Does that justify a bad attitude? No, it does not. He says, we're hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down. Does that justify a bad attitude? No. Thank you. We're hunted down, but God never abandons us. We get knocked down, but we get up again, and we keep going. See, nothing justifies a bad attitude. There are some people who try to justify, well, it's because this, that, that, that. No, it doesn't justify it. It's your choice. You can either be buried in the well or you can shake it off and step up on top of it. And I am talking about your spiritual attitude. I'm talking about your relational attitude with your husband, your wife, with your kids. I'm talking about your physical health. I'm talking about your financial well-being Attitude will determine your altitude in all those areas of your life. So if you got a bad attitude, you're not doing near as well as you could be doing. I'll tell you that right now. That's just the truth of it. You know. Now, when uh, Susan and I were in Bible school many years ago, I remember uh, a preacher telling us at that time, he said, people's prayers being answered, even people being healed, people having miracles happen in their life, people receiving great blessings from God or not receiving them. He said it all has something to do with attitude. That's all he ever told us. I didn't know anymore, but I figured it out since then. A bad attitude affects everything in your life In a negative way, a bad attitude loses altitude. You're stuck in the bottom of the well. But a good attitude, it gains altitude. And you throw off all the bad. You throw out all the weight, and you gain altitude, you see. Let's continue here in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. It says, That is why we never give up. Never give up. What a good attitude. We never give up. We just shake it off and step up on top of it. We never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles, not just the ones that happened years ago, but our, verse 17 says, for our present troubles are, what does that say? Quite small. Quite small. Some people say, not mine. Well, see, if you get a magnifying glass and a microscope and you stare at them long enough, they look huge. You take a little itsy bitsy teeny tiny spider and look at it through a magnifying glass or a microscope and you go, hey, look at this. Ah! Man, it looks like a giant. It's scary. But he says here, our present troubles are quite small and won't last very long if you shake them off and you step up on top of them. Get them under you instead of on top of you. Shake off those problems, those troubles. Shake off that dirt. Throw it out. Get rid of that weight so you can gain altitude. So he says, "For our present troubles are quite small, and they won't last very long. Yet, these troubles produce for us—well, it produces an opportunity to trust God. It's one thing it does; gives us an opportunity to make some real spiritual, uh, you know, altitude, gain spiritual altitude. It, it really gives us the opportunity to begin operating in the supernatural, not just operating in the natural. The natural is complaining, fussing, moaning, groaning." But he says, yet they produce, the troubles produce for us an immeasurably great glory. The word glory means honor. Those troubles produce in us honor that will last forever. So, verse 18, so we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. But do we? Do we go to bed thinking about our troubles? Dream about them. Wake up thinking about our troubles. Talk to anybody who'll listen about our troubles. on and on and on, looking at our troubles, staring at our troubles, thinking about our troubles, magnifying our troubles, thinking bigger and bigger. He says, so we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. We don't look at them, the ones that we can see right now. No, we look beyond those to Jesus. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. Rather, we look forward into the future to what we have not yet seen, all the blessings of God that's just coming our way oh, that looks like a problem to some other people, but it looks to me, when that dirt comes down, it looks to me like a way out of this well. I got building material to get out of here. Some people see it as trouble, and they just lay down and they're buried in it. But I see it as an opportunity. Wow, shake it off, you, get higher. Step up on top of it, you see. And that's what he's saying here. So we don't look at the troubles we can see right now. Rather, we look forward to what we have not yet seen. God's blessings are coming. Gain an altitude. For the troubles we see will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. Hmm. One more verse I want to look at. Philippians chapter (coughs) 2, verse 5. It says, the first word says what? Your. Who's that talking about? Right here. Us right here in this room. Your attitude is in the Bible. Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Jesus was treated horribly, was he not? He was mocked and he was ridiculed. He was beaten almost beyond recognition as a human being. He was nailed to a cross. He gave up his life. The devil snatched him, pulled him down into hell. That's so what the Bible says. On the third day, Jesus shook it off, and he stepped up on top of it, and he rose from the dead. I'm telling you, God will transform your trouble into triumph if you got the right attitude. It's your choice. And some of you pride may go, well, I'm just going to keep my bad attitude. Well, then so be it. You're going to run into the trees. You're going to run into the mountain. If you'll get rid of the, the weight that's holding you down, you can overcome those problems. You can overcome those obstacles that are trying to block you in your way. Maintain. It's supernatural when you don't feel like having a good attitude You can have a good attitude anyhow. What do you think that dog felt like getting hit by dirt and gravel? But he learned, no matter how I feel, I can shake it off and step up on top of it. And you can shake it off and step up on top of it. Your attitude should be the same that Christ Jesus had. Each day I work in the emergency room. I became more insensitive to people and their real needs. Five years of emergency room exposure took its toll on me. And then God intervened. I was registering a young woman who had overdosed on drugs and had attempted suicide. Her mother sat before me, unkept and bleary-eyed, She had been awakened in the night by the police and asked to come to the hospital. She could only speak to me in a whisper. Hurry up, I said to myself, as she slowly gave me the information. My impatience was raw as I finished the report and jumped to the machine to copy the medical cards. And then God stopped me, saying... You didn't even look at her. I felt God's grief for the woman and for her daughter then. And I bowed my head saying, I'm so sorry, Lord. I am so sorry. I sat by the distraught woman and then I covered her hands with my hands and I looked into her eyes with all the love that God could flood through me. And I said... I care. Don't you give up. She wept as she poured out her story. For years, she had dealt with a rebellious daughter who was a single mom. Finally, after the weeping stopped, she thanked me for listening. Me, the cold-hearted one with no feelings. My attitude changed that night. My God, who so loved the world, He broke that self imposed barrier around my heart. Now he could reach out, not only to me, but to a lot of hurting women. He could reach them through me. See, you can change your attitude. When God exposes it for what it really is, you can change your attitude, and you will change your altitude and I hope here today in a few moments when you go home I hope our our work crew has to take hours to clean up all the dirt you left under your seat (coughs) I'd like to see you just dump off all the bad attitudes all the rebelliousness all the criticism all the judging all the unforgiveness All the things that in your past has justified you having a bad attitude, please leave it here. We'll clean it up with my mess that I made here. But leave it behind. Because you can have the attitude of Christ. You can. And you know that he's going to work every shovel full of dirt that's thrown at you. He's going to work it together for good. You're going to shake it off. And then you're going to step up on top of it. And you're going to gain... Altitude, spiritual altitude, relational altitude, health altitude, financial altitude. You're going to gain ground. You're going to reach your dreams and your goals. You can do that. But it starts with a choice by you that I'm not going to allow a bad attitude in me anymore. I choose to have the attitude of Christ Jesus. It's my choice, and you can do that. Let's bow our heads together. Father, I thank you so much for your word that exposes us. It exposes our thoughts and our attitude for what they really are. It measures them so we can see that we're on course or, or out of balance. Help us to recognize, not others' attitudes, help us to recognize our own. Help us to see that attitude indicator. Help us to recognize we need to make some adjustments. Help us to shake off all the dirt and all the bad attitudes, all the weight. Help us to shake it off and step up on top of it and gain ground, gain altitude with you. So as our heads are bowed, would you join me in a simple prayer? to reaffirm our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you pray with me? And maybe you're here and you've never really, really asked Jesus to come into your life. Would you do that with us today right now? Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. That's why you sent your son Jesus. And I believe he died for me. And I believe he shook it all off. And he stepped upon top of it. And he rose from the dead. I believe Jesus is knocking at the door of my heart. And I opened wide that door. And I welcome Jesus as my Savior, as my Lord, and my King. I am sorry, Father. For the times I've had a bad attitude, please forgive me and help me have the attitude of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Your weekly challenge, if you choose to participate with it, it just simply says, this week I choose to have a good attitude, knowing it will raise my spiritual altitude. So, if that's you, check it off, drop it in the tithe box there. And if you prayed with me just now and you welcome Christ into your life for maybe the very first time, would you stop at the connections desk and they got a little gift bag to give you? It's got a Bible and some other little goodies that will inspire your faith. And if you're here for the first time, let me know. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a guest today. We got a a nice gift to give you. One of our ways of saying thank you for coming. We hope you come back. And there's some folks who will be praying with you in a moment. If you need prayer, you come right on up. And I'm going to tell you a man or a woman who has a good attitude, your chances of having an answer to prayer are higher than if you got a bad attitude, okay? So we just got rid of a bunch of dirt, some bad attitudes, and we're in a position to receive answers to our prayers a lot better. So if you need some prayer, please come up. The folks will meet you over here and pray with you. And then uh, don't forget to sign up for our VBA, Vacation Bible Adventure. We need lots of helpers to do this. It's going to be awesome this year. And you go ahead and start signing up your kids and kids in your neighborhood. They will have a blast. It's going to be awesome in here. So let's get to working on that. And then I think finally, I think us all, would you greet one another on your way out? And John, are you hiding back there? Oh, I see him hiding. If there's a guy or a gal, one or two, who want to help him clean up all my mess here, you know, uh, or he's gone. I don't know where he went to. But he'd probably appreciate your help. So, God bless you. Have an awesome day. You are dismissed. You're welcome. Hey, brother.